What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, DJs, it is Monday, April 24th. Nick Nurse is out of a job. The NBA playoffs are more aggressive this year. And we discuss which team has the most surprising start in baseball. I am Mad Max. Joining me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, how was your weekend? Um, Relaxing. Didn't do a lot. Had another weekend with my daughter. Just came over and uh, veg on the couch and watched some TV. But uh, listen, if you guys join the, the Discord... Come into the asylum and you know, come in here pre-show and listen to what Max and I talk about. You would have listened and you would have heard that I was so relaxed, so I got time, everything. I got up so early this morning that I fucking forgot to write down my play. So I'm sitting here scouring, writing my plays down so we could do the podcast. I literally wrote them down 90 seconds ago. Yeah, but I mean, you did all your research while, while driving. Uh, well, yeah, while, while driving and or while sitting, but I, I get up there. When I get up that early, I get up there. I'm so fucking tired. I got to catch one of those 20, 30 minute power naps. You're, you're getting up. By the time you're getting up, is I think the, the West Coast baseball games are still on. You're the only person in the world that can actually watch Mike Trapp play. Right, right. I can see what I know what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Face of baseball and you're the only guy that knows what he fucking <laughs> looks like. Oh, Christ. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of stories. Let's start off. Uh, you know, Nick Nurse is out of a job. Of course, won the NBA championship with the Toronto Raptors just, what was it, four years ago? 2019. It was, uh, yeah, 2019, right, right before the, uh, the, the, the Lakers uh, fraud uh, championship season. So, Nick Nurse out of a job now. They're talking about M.A. Adoka, former Celtics head coach, to take that job over. So two 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 questions here. One is where does Nick Nurse he, you know head off to? I mean, I, I'm assuming that there's going to be uh, a bunch of teams that would be interested in Nick Nurse as a head coach, and teams that would probably want a former NBA championship coach to to coach them. And then two is Ime Doka. Is he a good fit? All right. So before we get to one and two, who was the Toronto coach before Nick Nurse took over? Oh, you're you're stretching my memory here. God. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember either, but he won a coach of the year. And so did Nick Nurse. The Toronto Raptors have fired two coaches of the year uh, in back-to-back succession. The only NBA franchise to do that. Um, Where does Nick Nurse end up? I don't know. I really don't even know where all the vacancies are in the NBA. We might wait for some of these 
uh, playoff teams to see if they're going to you know, shake things up a little bit. But um, I, he, he's going to land on his feet. He might be a good candidate to go somewhere that has some young talent uh, that you know, could, could use the influx of, of a coach. Uh, if it, I don't know if it's fair to put the Toronto Raptors' failures on Nick Nurse. I don't think he went from coach of the year and an NBA title to, oh, I forgot how to coach. I think they suffered a lot of injuries this year, and I don't know that they ever really got their rotation completely figured out. He will land on his feet. I, if, like, if I'm a GM or I'm an owner, I definitely want to bring him in and, and have a little sit down with him. As for Amaduko or however I'm pronouncing it right, uh, he was part of that little Boston fiasco, right? With the uh, yes, yes, he was sleeping around uh, with one of his boss's uh, uh, wives. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it has nothing to do with basketball. That's you know what you do behind closed doors, whatever. Um, listen, I think he was going to be the guy in Boston. He definitely knows what he's doing and knows how to coach. Uh, I don't want to say egos, but got star power, right? He knows. He doesn't have to have the young guys. He can take on some veterans. He can take on some guys that have been around the league. And Toronto has a lot of those kind of players. I think he would be a good fit in Toronto. Um, I don't I haven't heard any other names, but I it makes sense. I think that would be a good fit in Toronto. What do you think? Well, first off, uh, hat tip to Nardog. He did say Casey, Dwayne Casey, was the Casey. Yeah, previous yeah. head coach for the Raptors, one coach of the year. Um, Going to go back two head coaches ago, too. Sam Mitchell also won NBA coach of the year for the Raptors. They have three NBA coach of the years uh, since 2004, so 2006. 2006, they've got three of them. So, yeah, they, they seem to be a rather stable uh franchise for the most part. The most instability they've had. They still kind of made the play in, you know, this year. Yeah, it's, it's some bad luck here. I, I feel like they're a good team, just not a great team. So I do think Ime Adoka going in there would be a nice uh, you know, chance for him to prove himself, and I, I think that would be a good fit. As for where I think Nick Nurse heads off, I mean, you're going to look at teams that are going to be without their head coaches, of course. That's going to be the first criteria. You know Atlanta Hawks, uh, they just signed uh, uh, Dan, uh, who is it? Quinn Snyder, right? Quinn Snyder. Uh, so he's going to be, you know, there for the long term. They're not going to get rid of him. Uh, the Miami Heat, they're not getting rid of their head coach. Chicago Bulls, uh, maybe, maybe the Chicago Bulls. Uh, who, who they have revolving uh, what's his name? door there. Yeah, they got a revolving door. Um, uh, but they have what's his name from uh, OKC? Uh, that that guy, right? I can't remember his fucking name. Um, Billy Donovan. Yeah, I think it's Donovan. I think Donovan's the head coach of the Bulls, right? So, I mean. If you're looking in the East, one team kind of jumps out at me, and it all depends on one big thing, and that's if they win the NBA championship this year. That's the Philadelphia 76ers, because there is a ton of fucking chatter. There's always a ton of chatter about Doc Rivers and how does he fit, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Imagine being Joel Embiid and waking up one morning to find out Nick Nurse, the, the the guy, the team that beat you in the playoffs, and probably Philadelphia's best chance of winning a championship uh, in in recency in, in 2019, uh, he ends up your head coach. I I don't think he would mind that. I, you know, again, there's just so much chatter about uh, Doc Rivers there. I do think that um, that would be a good opportunity there. Um, and then uh, I don't know, man. Like in in the East, you'd probably want to stay away from any of the complete rebuilds, right? You'd want to stay away from. 
the Pacers, unless they get Wimbayana, right? Who knows? Uh, they probably won't. Detroit, Detroit probably has the best chance of getting Wimbayana. Uh, the the Hornets, I don't know if you want to deal with that, and and Magic, you probably not can deal with that. So I mean, in the East, probably the Sixers. In the West, I mean, let's see. New Orleans? New Orleans, maybe. Uh, Dallas, they they got Jason Kidd. They're not getting rid of him anytime soon. Uh, Rockets, San Antonio, not going anywhere. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking sure. Um, none, yeah, it doesn't look like any of those top teams will get rid of their head coach, right? Nuggets, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, Clippers, Golden State. No, no one's leaving there. It, you know, it doesn't look like there's a ton of head coaches. I mean, uh, I think Detroit, Detroit is the only one with a vacancy right now, maybe. There's not a lot of vacancies out there, but you got to figure some team's going to make room for Nick Nurse, right? I would definitely agree that somebody would make room. Um, now, if you're a coach and that GM or that owner is going behind, they haven't fired you or said anything to you, and then go behind closed doors and interview Nick Nurse, you know, because it might be the hotter girlfriend, I would be a little salty, and, and that could be, you know, not really playing towards – I could really create some problems with the front office and the coaching staff. The one team that you mentioned where I actually think could be a decent fit for a guy like Nick Nurse, the Orlando Magic uh, are an up-and-coming team. This is a team that's young. They've got a lot of young talent. they still got some draft picks. Um, they're still trying to get healthy. They can't see, seem to keep all their guys healthy. But I think Nick Nurse would be a pretty good fit in Orlando, but I'm not entirely sure. Honestly, I don't even know who their head coach is and, if his job would be in, in jeopardy or that would be something they would entertain. But I would like Nick Nurse in Orlando. I wouldn't even interview for the Detroit job. I don't care if they get Wimbanyama or not. That's a place I wouldn't touch. So it's Jamal Mosley is the head coach for Orlando. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, the current head coaching vacancies that I can see, yes, there is Detroit Pistons. There, of course, is the Toronto Raptors, and there is the Houston Rockets. Houston is quite interesting because don't they have a bevy of draft picks as well? And uh, that, that could be a, a fairly interesting job. You know, that's a team that, you know, I don't think that they're too far off from, from being a competitive team. Um, especially if they, if they can cash in a lot of those uh, draft picks, and you know, Houston, Houston might not be a bad fit. It's a team that historically has bounced back when they've had some down years. Um, uh, so, Nardog asking the question: Is Adoka even a good coach, or do you just have a stacked team? You just look at Missoula doing right now for the Celtics. He just kind of picked up, and you know, he's got a stacked team, and <laughs> he's running. I don't know if Adoka. I think he's got. He comes from a good pedigree, right? I think that he's. Uh, you know, capable of controlling stars. I can't say that Toronto really has stars. So we'll see if, if a doke is any good. I, I can say that Nick nurse, I feel, I feel like Nick nurse is a very, very good coach. Uh, so we'll see where he ends up uh, moving on. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the NBA and continue the, the playoffs. Um, yeah, Draymond Green, of course, was uh, double technicaled out and and uh, he was suspended for uh, his stomp on uh, Sabonis, right? You, you have now Dylan Brooks groin punching LeBron. He's He got fucking tossed from the game. You had uh, Joel Embiid taking a shot at someone. You had uh, James Harden being ejected from a game. Now, what was it last night? You have um, DeJounte Murray like bumping into a, a, a referee and, and yelling at him and shit like that. I, I don't know. It, to me, it just seems like these playoffs have been a lot more chippier than they have been in recent years. 
a lot more stuff happening. A lot of it seems to be focused the attention on the referees themselves. Is this a good thing or a bad thing, Panther? Do you like the uh, the, the the aggressive nature of it? Or th- is it a throwback to the 80s, 90s, or is it just a lot of bitching? Uh, I think it's a lot of bitching. I mean, okay, so let's go in order. Draymond's Draymond, so we don't really take anything away from that. That can happen on any given night. Um, the Dylan Brooks-LeBron thing, I'm not sure what's going on here. I don't know if Dylan Brooks, um, you know, because we, we've even had the conversation about LeBron. We think he's kind of weak between the ears. Maybe you can get in his head. I don't know if he's trying to get in LeBron's head a little bit. It's not going very well, it doesn't seem. But um, LeBron is, I don't know, he's actually playing pretty spirited basketball these playoffs. I don't, and that groin punch, I saw it. I don't know that it was intentional, but with all the running of the mouth, you kind of have to treat it like it was. So whatever, he got booted from the game. Um, Embiid, he's been in the, he's kind of a fiery person. Harden's kind of fiery. The guy that stands out to me is DeJounte Murray. We don't ever talk about DeJounte Murray in a negative fashion. This, Keeps his nose clean. He just goes out there and does his job. Officiating, and I think that's where it comes back full circle. We've been complaining about officiating at every level in every sport, basically since we started doing this podcast or you know, podcasting almost four years ago. I think the players are seeing it and and starting to get frustrated as well. And I, maybe I didn't see the incident, so I'm not exactly sure what happened. But the officiating. In every sport, has the league's got to do something about it because the officials are having a lot more, hey, look at me. I don't think it's any more prevalent than it is in baseball where they do the lawnmower strikeouts and, I mean, some of the shit that they're doing. I, I hate it, but here I didn't see it, so maybe you can enlighten me. But just in general principle, I think the officials are being – seen way too much and in these playoffs and any playoffs unless you really really have to call a foul or call a technical i want the officials to basically be invisible and if that means we get back to a little 80s 90s basketball so be it yeah i i'm 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 of mixed opinions here i mean if you think about the the reason that that draymond stomped on sabonis is sabonis was grabbing onto his leg uh, shit that used to occur all the time in the 80s and 90s. You'd see that stuff all the time and le- less so in, in, in today. So I, 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 but it seems like the tone of it now is is more on the bitch level than than it was back then. It seemed, it, you know, to me, it was like, ah, oh, man, these guys are fucking warriors. They're out to fucking kill each other. They, they you know, now it's, it's, it seems like a fucking, um, I'm, you know, like a text fight, like, you know, like LeBron, like you're, you're not good. Love Dylan Brooks. You know, it's it seems like a little weak to me. About that specifically, though, in LeBron in general, and, and Nardog makes a good point that Dylan Brooks is trying to be like the Lance Stevenson. You remember back in the day with LeBron? I think that's a, a a good point. There's just a lack of respect for LeBron James, and I think he 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 almost asks for it with his demeanor and the way that he you know calls himself the king and and calls himself the goat and all those things. I think he he asks for the lack of respect. If you get in the way back machine, like there were superstars in in you know the the eighties and nineties, even the early thousands, that you know these guys didn't say shit. They just let the fucking product on the court dictate like how good they actually were, 
and people gave them respect. I mean, they played them hard. They, you know, they, but this is just like fucking Dylan Brooks, like jawing off at LeBron is just the ultimate fucking lack of respect to, to the fucking guy, you know, who's supposedly great. Um, what do you say? He's like, I don't care. He's old. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, don't like, I don't care. He's old. Um, but it seems like something that's followed LeBron throughout his entire career is that he doesn't get the respect that a great player uh, typically got, like like Kobe got or, or or Jordan got or Bird or you know any any of these great players. They they got this respect. Um, not to say he isn't. I mean, you know, the, the Detroit Pistons, the bad boys, they fucking went after you, right? They tried to test your mental toughness. They tried to test your physical toughness. And what they learned with Jordan is like you couldn't break them. You could you couldn't phase the motherfucker, right? With LeBron, all it takes is for you to say is like, oh, he's old, and now you get a reaction from LeBron and a stare down and a fucking chippiness. Like, he reacts to the fucking, you know, noise of people that shouldn't fucking matter to him. You know, uh, who, who, who could say something to LeBron in this league that would matter? Like, honestly, there's a handful of guys that if they said something to LeBron, it should matter to LeBron. The rest, the fucking shouldn't matter. This guy's a fucking multi-time NBA championship uh, winner, a multi-time MVP. Uh, he's got accolades out the fucking asshole. He will go down as one of the greatest players of all time. Should he fucking care what goddamn Dylan Brooks thinks of him and what Dylan Brooks fucking says? It's fucking weak, LeBron. Just stop it. Who fucking cares? Just go win this series. We're going to be talking about this series in a little bit, I bet. Uh, you go win the series and then, you know, fucking don't worry about Dylan fucking Brooks, right? Just get him out of his fucking head. Uh, you nailed it right on the head because the, the guys that could say something to LeBron that would matter wouldn't. You're not going to hear anything out of Curry or Giannis or Luka or hey, they're not going to say shit. I mean, Harden might because he's that kind of that person, but uh, you know, you're you're absolutely right. Who the fuck is Dylan Brooks? He's what is he? Maybe the fifth best player on his own team? Like, yeah, he is. It's a full Lance Stevenson is exactly what he's going for. But because LeBron is who he is, it's in the news. LeBron, LeBron being LeBron. All right. Uh. Take a quick break. Depending on your market, you might hear a commercial or you might hear more Rosie Robot or Silence. You'll hear something in about a second. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. And we're back. Panther, are you back? Rosie said hello. 
Still no Panther. All right. Hopefully he can rejoin us. Hopefully Panther can. And it's rejoin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was major dead spot. It's about a minute and a half of a dead spot. We we have now cleared the commercial break, Panther, and we're about to talk NBA. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's start our first game here: the Milwaukee Bucks at the Miami Heat. Miami leads that series two to one. Milwaukee finds themselves as a five and a half point favorite in this one. It seems to indicate Giannis is back. Um, Interesting one, right? You know, Miami has been notoriously good at home. Miami has looked good in the season. They're a bit banged up, too. They've lost uh, Victor Oladipo for the season series. What season? This season. Yeah, they've, they've uh, Tyler Harrow is probably out for the season. Uh, Jimmy Butler's banged up. I mean, Jimmy Butler is just Jimmy Butler. It's not Jimmy Butler's banged up. Jimmy Butler just being Jimmy Butler. And, uh, yeah, it seems like they've got a lot of injuries. But they find themselves at home. Uh, plus five and a half. I kind of like Miami in this one. Not enough to bet them. Panther, is that where your head's at as well? Um, yes and no. I mean, Milwaukee, well, both these teams are really hard to bet on. Milwaukee on the road, they've been very inconsistent. Giannis, we presume, is going to play. Um, but Miami, I like. I haven't liked about this Miami team all season long. But at home, catching five and a half, six points, probably where i would be but i can't bet this game i don't like it at all i'll lean miami all right we spent a good portion of the first half of the show talking about memphis and the lakers lakers at home minus five they are currently leading this series john morant came back in the last game and it seems like john morant is healthy he's going to be playing so it's surprising to see the lakers at home minus five uh, but is what it is. I'm I'm gonna kind of take a flyer on Memphis. I think Memphis has a chance to win this one and and tie up the series. Going back to Memphis, so um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna bet the money line here, but yeah, ten dollar bet on the Grizzle with those points. Yeah, I think the I listen. I really think Memphis is the better team, the deeper team, and maybe part of the strategy is Dylan Brooks is to troll LeBron because he is old. But let's make this thing go seven. Are you really going to see LeBron James and Anthony Davis play seven straight games? No, I don't think so. LeBron might break down in this one. I, I think Memphis can actually win this game outright. I'm not going to bet it. I still don't like this series, so I'll lean Memphis with you. All right, on to the ice. I know you've got a bevy of games to bet on, so let's just go in order. Let's talk about this first game. New Jersey Devils at the New York Rangers. Devils, one of the best road teams in all of hockey did come back in overtime they did beat the rangers to get the series to be 2-1 they have a chance to tie up this series today i made the joke in the pre-show i made the joke the other day that the the devils will lose the series because they will win all three games on the road and lose all four games at home such as the devils what do you think about this one uh value on the devils i'm only going to lean new jersey yeah well i mean you're right new jersey is really good on the road they haven't played that well at home but it really comes down to the value. I mean, I'm getting plus 140 on New Jersey, who just won. Like, I'm not playing 155 on the Rangers, not in this position right here. So, yeah, give me New Jersey for 10 bucks on that uh, nice little juicy plus line. I get you 135, best I can get you on New Jersey. But still, yeah, I think there's value there. Just, uh, man, 
Man, man, man, I had a bad feeling about the Devils goaltending going into the playoffs, especially when Igor Shosturkin fucking kicks it up a notch and, you know, uh, it's that's been the story. So we'll see. I do, I do think there's some value on the Devils, just not enough to bet it. Uh, moving on, interesting series. Toronto Maple Leafs at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, I think they've won a couple of Stanley Cups here and there, right? I think they're uh, one of those teams that, you know, they're... Uh, Pretty good at, at, at winning in the playoffs. Uh, so let's see if they can uh, put a stranglehold on, um, uh, the, well, not stranglehold, uh, catch up with uh, the Maple Leafs. Let's see if the Maple Leafs can put a stranglehold by you know, going up 3-1 in this series. Lightning pretty good at home, but Toronto, Toronto I think, can beat them. Um, I like Toronto in this one, but same thing, not enough to bet them. Where are you in this game? I am just was hoping that maybe you would shit on Tampa Bay a little bit, just kind of call them old or they're not that good or there's a big I luck can do factor. that like the luck factor I, I can do if you want me to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. then they can go yeah, on yeah. we just place our fucking uh, Stanley Cup bets right now if I did that yeah yeah I think that's what we need here I listen I think it's a must win game for Tampa Bay they if they don't win this game it's over uh so they're at home they are really good at home Toronto is one of the most bipolar teams in the NHL they can win on any given night, and they can lose on any given night. I'm banking on Toronto losing. I like Tampa Bay at home for 10 bucks. Minus 104 on Tampa Bay there. It's a, it's almost like a fucking split. I mean, you know, minus 110 pretty Maple even, Leafs. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a pretty, yeah um, I think Toronto can do it, but you know, we'll see. Light, Lightning, I, I'm not going to fucking discount them. That's for fucking sure. I've discounted them many times in the past, as you can probably allude to by the jokes right now. I'm not going to do it again. Next up, your Vegas Golden Knights heading to Winnipeg. Yes, they are uh, trying to go up 3-1 in this series as well. Over the Jets, uh, I kind of sort of like Vegas in this one. I'm not betting it either. Um, it's funny, too, is, is I'm only betting one, which would be the last game of the night. Where are you in Vegas and Winnipeg? Are you betting your boys? Yeah, I have to, and I think it's kind of a trap. At least in my own head, it's a trap because I think Vegas is the better team. Um, but they are on the road. They, Winnipeg's played them tough, but when you get Vegas – at a near even line, minus 115, maybe you can get me a little bit better. I have to, just a sheer principle. I have to jump on them. They're the number one seed. How can they be an underdog here or get close to an underdog? So, yeah, I want the Golden Knights for 10 bucks. Get to minus 108. That's the best I can get you on that one. So save you, you. Seven, $7 there. Last game up, and I do believe we might have some disagreement in this one. You got the Colorado Avalanche on the road with a big, big fucking chalky line against Seattle Kraken, plus 135. I'll tell you why I'm betting the Avalanche in this one. is because Seattle's at home. They are just like the fucking New Jersey Devils. On the road, they, this team they can beat anyone at home. They are beatable. I know it's a little chalky, but I'm going to do a $10 bet on the Avalanche. Yeah, I could do it because I, everything you said is correct. Colorado um, on the road, Seattle at home. Seattle's not very good at home, but Colorado, the road team, having all that chalk. Like, I couldn't eat the chalk on Colorado, and I don't trust Seattle at home. So I really couldn't touch this one. With the plus line, I'll lean the Kraken, but this is the one game I'm not on tonight. All right, moving on to baseball. A uh, quick topic to discuss, you know, uh, your thoughts. Uh, What's the surprise? What's the, what are the surprising teams in baseball? I mean, we were talking about my Pittsburgh Pirates. 
right? We're talking about my Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, winners of seven in a row, currently leading the NL Central, my Pittsburgh Pirates, <clears throat> uh, killing it right now. Uh, who are, what other surprising teams are good or bad in, in the majors right now, Panther? Well, I think, you know, the, the winning streak continues with the Tampa Bay Rays. Nobody saw this coming. Uh, so that, you know, I think we still have to talk about Tampa Bay. Um, dude, the Arizona Diamondbacks, like I, I thought they might be good. I don't know that they have staying power, but they're, they're making me at least look smart in the early going. The Brewers are playing well. And despite the lack of run support, the fish, those Marlins are, are up there. And the one team that's really just frustrating the fuck out of me, those damn Chicago White Sox cannot get, you know, we shit on Tony La Russa so much last year. And right now it just doesn't look like it was Tony La Russa's fault. Uh, the White Sox can't get out of their own way. And I know the jokes, I mean, we're, it's going to be a joke all season, how bad the Oakland athletics are. We were talking pre-show about how you were saying how bad they are. I was like, no, 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 they're not that bad hitting wise. With that pitching staff, we might have to go into the record books and see because that pitching staff is God. What are they giving up? So like 178 runs already this this point of the season. It's it's incredible how bad they are. Yeah, uh, on my list, let's talk about the Baltimore Orioles. Let's talk about the uh, the AL East in general right now. The Boston Red Sox are 12 and 11, and they're in last place right now. 12 and 11 would would probably net you. In you know second or third place in in most fucking divisions, you are in dead fucking last because right now Tampa Bay's got three goddamn losses on the season, unfucking believable. Baltimore fourteen and seven, Toronto thirteen and nine, Yankees thirteen and nine, and then Boston as I mentioned twelve and eleven. So in general, the AL East is just fucking tough. <laughs> That's a fucking tough. But I like Baltimore. Right? There's a team that. Um, had promised last year. We weren't sure if they were going to be able to, you know, hold it together this year and, and Baltimore there. Uh, Texas, Texas surprised me, man. I know that uh, a lot of people said, oh, Texas is going to be a really good team this year. I wasn't drinking the fucking Kool-Aid so far. Texas looking kind of like the real deal early on in the season. So Texas, surprising to me. Uh, I do think Houston will get their shit together like they did last year. But, you know, Texas running away right now. Uh, I'm the Diamondbacks, I think they're going to fall off. Uh, if you're looking at their run differential and their recency and stuff like that, it seems like you know they, they they were in there for a bit. I do think they end up falling off. But yeah, early in the season, surprising for them to be there. Um, and then another bad surprise, and and you know um, two bad surprises really. One, I'm enjoying the bad surprise until it it you know it inevitably bounces back, and maybe with a three game winning streak, it it's in the verge of bouncing back. And that's the fucking Philadelphia Phillies. Who made the goddamn <laughs> World Series last year looked like absolute shit, and now they're starting to kind of turn things around. And the St. Louis Cardinals, man, of course, I I don't have the St. Louis Cardinals winning the World Series. I have the futures bet on them winning the National League pennant, but I, uh, whew, man, not looking great so far. In fact, the Cubs, the Cubs could be a positive surprise as well with, with them. Uh, right now, St. Louis sitting fourth in the Central behind Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, and Chicago. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how these teams all play out. Uh, you know, the, there's, you know. I'd say the story is, is really the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the fact is they uh, they continue to just go with this youth movement and the youth that they're bringing up. And in fact, I don't think some youth. I think they brought up a guy that was has been in the minors for what thirteen years. <laughs> he finally yeah. got called up. <laughs> so I mean, this is a team that is fucking doing anything to to be winning games, and I, strength of schedule's got to be part of it. That's for sure. But 
they're they're putting up some runs, man, and their their runs against not that bad. This is a this is an interesting team, this Pittsburgh Pirates. I I don't know how long it lasts for, but I will enjoy betting them. I will continue keep betting the Pirates until it's fucking too late. Uh, great underdog story. I I love this Pirates thing, but I maybe it's sustainable because that division's not really that great. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it blows my mind. We talk about Tampa Bay has the most wins. But the Pittsburgh Pirates are second. <laughs> Fucking second. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. What are you betting today in baseball? Oh, uh, let's talk about those Houston Astros. The I don't know if this is intentional, but right now the league did them no favors, gave them three games at the Atlanta Braves. They swept them. And then for their efforts, they're rewarded to a trip to Tampa Bay where Jose Urquidy will take them out going against Tosh Bradley. Tosh Bradley is an up-and-coming rookie who basically is going to be a fixture in the rotation because of the uh, season-ending injury to Jeffrey Springs. This should be an excellent pitching matchup. But Houston's on fire right now, and I'm getting a very healthy plus line. I know Tampa Bay's good and undefeated at home, but at plus 140, I'll take that shot on the Astros. Got disagreement right out of the bat. I'm actually going to bet Tampa Bay in this one. I know it is chalky, but something tells me that Vegas wants you to be betting the Astros right now. So just, just a gut feeling here that Vegas wants you to be betting the Astros, and I'm I'm going to go on the opposite side. I think Tampa Bay is uh, a really good fucking team, and I think they they definitely have a chance of winning this one. Maybe not the exact implied pro- probability that I want, but. Well, that's funny. I'll take a little bit of a flyer on this uh, this this up and coming Tampa Bay Rays team. Uh, Ten dollar bet on Tampa Bay. Flyer on the best team in baseball. You go. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the worst. Well, one of the worst teams in baseball. The lowest scoring team in Major League Baseball is the Detroit Tigers. They're hitting the road. Going to take on the Milwaukee Brewers. They will throw their staff ace Matthew Boyd going against Colin Ray. Not that country music, Little Rock Colin Ray. Another Colin Ray. Uh, but listen, I, look, Matt Boyd's a quality pitcher. I feel bad for him because he's just on a shit team that can't score. They've only scored 60 runs in the entire season. They, and they're even worse on the road. I don't, don't trust the Brewers' bats to run line it. So I just have to eat the chalk and expect the Brewers to take care of business. Ten bucks on the Milwaukee Brew Crew. Done some moral support. Almost bet this one myself, but since I ate minus 150 on Tampa Bay, I was too full to eat minus 155 on the Brewers. But yeah, I think they get it done today. All right, next game up. You talked about those teams in the AL East. The Bronx Bombers, would you believe, are the lowest scoring team in the American League East? They're the only team still in double digits. Everybody else is in triple digits. They'll hit the road, take on the Minnesota Twinkies. You know, here's the thing about the Yankees. It's kind of frustrating. They have three, three really good starting pitchers. But their two back-end rotation guys are really, really bad. And one of them is pitching today in Brito. He'll go against Sonny Gray, who's 2-0 with a sub-1 ERA. He's pitching like he wants some kind of Cy Young award. I think Minnesota at home takes care of business. I got to eat some chalk to do it. But I do like the Twinkies in this one. Let's put 10 bucks on Minnesota. 
Yeah, lots of moral support in this one as well. You know, when I ran my numbers earlier, I had this minus 162 was the best line I can get. So I'm a little nervous now that it's minus 150 <laughs> for Minnesota. Something's happening there. Uh, I don't like it, but I do think Minnesota should win this one. In fact, with the minus 150, if I had this minus 150 a couple hours ago when I ran my numbers, I would be betting Minnesota with you. But just right now, some moral support, a lean on the Twins. All right, last game up for me, the St. Louis Cardinals. Your St. Louis Cardinals are on the road, taking on the San Francisco Giants, who just uh, split the series with your Mets. You know, we were talking pre-show how we don't think the Giants are as bad as the record says they are, and I actually agree. I think Alex Cobb taking the mound for San Francisco at home, going against a struggling St. Louis team, and I'm going to get a plus line. I think there's some value. The Giants should be able to win this one. Uh, so I'm going to put 10 bucks on San Francisco. All right, yeah, we we overlapped in one game in agreement, and that's my uh, only other game I'm betting, so we can start closing out the show. I'm betting San Francisco with you. I think that it locks in at least one of our picks for the DJ Parlay. I like San Francisco at home, plus 102 we're getting. Uh, yeah, I think they get it done. Sorry, St. Louis. Maybe maybe eventually you'll, you'll start playing better and, and get my uh, future hopes uh, alive again. But for now, <laughs> betting the Giants. And that'll take us to the parlay where we have the San Francisco Giants plus 102. That'll be our mutually agreed pick. Uh, who else are you throwing in there? Oh, you know what? I will take, I think the Milwaukee Brewers are my safest bet. All right, Milwaukee. Minus 155, which unfortunately, I'm sorry for us. This killed the parlay right here, guys. Let's take the Memphis Grizzle plus the points. I, I really, I, I, I think Memphis is going to hold their own today against the Lakers and maybe win. Maybe win, but I don't need them to win. I'll take those fucking points. So there you go. That is your DJ Parlay. Panther, take us home. Let's get out of here. It's time to tell you where to hang out with us. That's on Facebook, Twitter, but mostly exclusively right here in the Discord, in the Asylum. It's free. Come in here. Shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. Most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're going to do today, and when it's all said, done, kid, it's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.